podcast episode and this week I have a very 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 special guest if you are on Central American Twitter or if you have uh, purchased her apparel you may know who this is and this person is awesome and met me while I'm on this like really intense um, trip and like work conference if we couldn't even call it a conference and i'm just really grateful that she's here guest would you like to introduce yourself and anything that you do and how people might know you sure hey everyone it's mayamo yana um for those of you that know me i am also the ceo of brown sugar and canela so if you've purchased or if you've seen the central american t-shirt with Central American on the front and the map on the back. I am the one. It's me. Soy yo. <laughs> yes. And I literally hit up Yana like, <laughs> like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> literally on Twitter when I found out that I was going to be going to North Carolina for about a week. I think I remembered that you were somehow connected to North Carolina. Yeah. It was because I think it was because of your your club NCCU yeah. I was like oh she's in North Carolina and then but I was going to Raleigh and we're in Raleigh right now mm-hmm. but you are in, or you are located in Durham yeah so I don't know I was like well I'm gonna be coming here in like six months <laughs> if you're interested I'd rather give you a heads up six months in advance yeah. and then as the months come I'll give you more details uh, in terms of like my schedule and availability and we can figure things out and you were like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm down. Yeah, I was like, wow. We're up the street. <laughs> yeah, and we had some Dominican food. Yeah. And it was really good. I had mofongo for the first time. Yeah. I had never had it, actually. And what did you have? I had, oh my gosh, I forgot what it's called, to be honest. I think it's Puerto Rican. Mm. It was like a mix with um, fried pork, rice, sausage, Pink beans and uh, I feel like I'm missing something else. Oh, and platanos and the side of tostones. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty full right now. I'm very full. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't finish my mofongo, and so I took it to go. And then Yana was like, "Mofongo isn't really good the next day," and I was like, "Fuck, okay." But you have to eat it the day of, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't know. But I don't know. I'm really excited to be here. Um, and before we go into like the actual topics and the conversation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you how your week was. You literally just graduated, so yeah. congratulations. Thank you. We're all very proud of you. Thank you. Um, my week's been very, um, it's been a roller coaster. Um, I guess my good thing would be that I graduated. Uh, it's probably been like a week now. Well, it's been 10 days, exactly, since I graduated. And then my low would be, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do next. Like, i just just trying to figure out what is next in life yeah so that's about it okay i've been working on a construction site for the past two days and i'm in north carolina and although i'm very happy to be in a new place that i've never been to Mm -hmm. i just like 
I sent my friend a message. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like self revoke my Central American card because <laughs> I like I can't handle this humidity. Like, yeah. And this is uh, this is even bad humidity from yeah, what I've been not. told. It's not. And I'm like, I can't. I just I like dryness. Like, <laughs> I think I'm just acclimated to like being able to moisturize myself enough that I can mm-hmm. handle the dryness. But this humidity is just. And I'm also like work. I've been working in the sun for like eight hours, like building homes and construction which is like an an entirely different story uh so like my low has been this like week in terms of effort and tiredness Mm -hmm. but my pro my my giggle is that i've met a lot of really good people i've met you and i've also i feel like i've pushed myself this week to do something that i've literally have never done which Mm. is like build a house (laughs) put up a roof today and i was like wow like this is amazing and i can really understand why people are are really like i guess into construction and like every day that we're working on it it looks more and more like a house and it feels so good but Mm. it's like oh man it's almost there we put in windows today i was like ah so i'm really excited that it's gonna be like a real yeah house like within the next like three days so Mm -hmm. um what song did you bring this week i wanted to ask so i listened to a lot of soca besides punta and any other spanish genre um spanish language genre and so my song for some reason lately has been hello by kez so that's the song i brought in today hello 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 I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna look front and be like, oh, I know Soka, I know mm-hmm. all of this. Like, I do listen to it from time to time, really randomly, mm-hmm. and I have learned a bit because of guests that we have had on this show. Mm-hmm. And in I, I, it's like it's interesting because I understand like the influence so much more in like mainstream like American music, and yeah. I didn't really know that like Soka and like all this other stuff is actually like influencing like Latin American music. Yeah. And, like, American music and rap and like pop listen to it and be like oh like this is the real shit (laughs) yeah so I really like the song it's really cute and it's just I I like how I don't know how to describe it I always think of like I hate using this word but I'm like it's so vibey (laughs) but it's like very just like smooth yeah like it's very it's hello it's like friendly yeah exactly yeah (laughs) So I'm glad that you showed me this song and everyone who's going to be listening to listening to this, this mm-hmm. song. I just wanted to get into it and I just like had the I had a pretty good conversation with Yana over the mofongo that I was eating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that like we had a meal to like break the ice. <laughs> <laughs> food tends to bring people together, so it does. It does. And food is I mean food is very important to me and I know that it's really important to you. Yeah. So 
since we're talking about food, I wanted to ask you if you had one. I want to ask a light question before we go into anything deeper.、Mm-hmm. If you had to choose one Garifuna dish to introduce to anyone, if you only had to choose one, which one would it be? I mean, this is so so easy. I talk about it all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, it would have to be machuca, or for、uh, Garifunas from Belize,、um, hudut. Um, who do do? It's all the same thing. I've seen some people ask, "What's the difference?" It's the same thing.、Um, machuca is what we—it's the Spanish word for it, basically. Because what we do is we mash the plantains, so we machucamos los plátanos. And who do do is the Garifuna word, and then I guess Belizeans say who do. But it's the same. It's the same concept. So it's like a seafood、um, soup made with coconut milk,、um, fish. My favorite fish is calale, which. Is the Garifuna word for red snapper, and shrimp, and you add all this good stuff into it, all the good seasonings, and then you mash the plantains in the hana, which is an instrument. I forgot what Dominicans call it, but it's it's like the same concept, but it's not the same thing because、um, ours is larger. You put the plátanos in it, and you mash the plátanos. These are the sweet plátanos. I guess ripe plantains and green plantains. It's like a sweet but not so sweet flavor. You put the plantains beside your soup or in your soup and you eat it together. And yeah, so all my like most of my friends, if they ate Garifuna food, it most likely was machuca, and none of them have said they don't like it. So <laughs> yeah. You had a video of yourself like making it, right? You were, or someone making it, like yeah, mash- mashing. I have a video. I posted, I think, a video of my little sister mashing, and I posted a video of myself mashing. But I suck at it. Like that's <laughs> traditionally like ages ago for Garifunas. That was the ma- the man's job、mm-hmm. to do to mash it. But there's no man in my household, so we all <laughs> alternate with my mom. Well, besides my little brother, but we all alternate basically, and so yeah. But that that's that's hard work mashing. <laughs> it looked like you were like yeah, you <laughs> we were really、uh, slamming it in there. Yeah. Um, something that you brought up that I've been very interested in, but I, and I know that you obviously can't speak for everyone, but、mm-hmm. uh, noticing like how you've used Twitter and、uh, and how I mean,、uh, you obviously had like. Your own family and、uh, your own Garifuna community in, in Honduras and all、mm-hmm. that, but using Twitter, I, I'm assuming that you've expanded your like Garifuna friends. I have, and <laughs>、um, I guess I'm wondering like the the differences that you've noticed within Garifunas from like Nicaragua, Belize, like Guatemala、mm-hmm. and Honduras, and even something else that I've kind of been wondering is that. I know that you are. I was learning about the history and like、uh, rot. Was it rotan? Oh, I don't know how to say. The valleys, no me mates. It's rotan. 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 I'm gonna say in Spanish, rotan. Rotan. Like I don't know where the Ru- like rubadan. In Garifuna, it's rubadan. Rubadan. So rubadan. Okay, I'll go. So with she、rubadan. doesn't kill me because she goes, come on. Ah,、uh-uh, sorry, taught you. <laughs> And the Maris who we're referring to is、um, Roatan's finest on Twitter,、yes. who is Twitter and Instagram, and she's also the founder of Where Are You From. So definitely support by buying one of her shirts. If you can't buy one of mine,、um, it's for a nonprofit organization, Good Cause. The money for the shirts goes towards school supplies for the people on her island. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
Rubadan. Wait, oh my god, I'm, I'm fucking up. Okay, what is it? Ru- Ru- Rubadan. Rubadan. If I'm not mistaken, that's how it is in Galifuna. Okay, Rubadan. Yes, Rubadan. <laughs> um, I, I might be saying it wrong. I'm not sure. Because I thought I was saying Rotan uh, the Ruatan. right way, but then she taught me, and I was just like, okay, I don't think I'm saying it right. So I just feel like, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> this is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do not kill me. <laughs> okay. So, because I, I, I know that you're not, your family isn't from that specific island, and mm-hmm. that island is, like, very, like, historically, like, mm-hmm. Garifuna, like, yeah. in the history of the exiles from St. Vincent. Yes. Uh, when the the British were, like, because there was a lot of slave revolts because of, like, Haiti, and they were, like, scared, and they were, like, ah. And this is the, this is the history that I've, like, read. Okay. And then because of, like, the revolts as well as, like, the people and the unrest, mm-hmm. they were, like, you just need to go. And they left and they landed on uh, Ru- Ru- Roatan. <laughs> Roatan. And Roatan? 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 <laughs> I'm going to say Roatan because Spanish is my first language. Roatan. So, so yeah. yeah. So on Roatan and then eventually because it's a small island, um, they were like... Yeah, because it was a small certain part that we're from which is Punta Gorda. So if you mm-hmm. go to the island, if you go to Punta Gorda, there's literally a sign that says... The date that we landed and like a little information about us and so yeah so it's punta gorda um where our history began and then like you said the island was small and so we kind of just diverse and we got even us stayed the ones that stayed in honduras they are on the coast of mm-hmm. the country which is where your family's at and doubling back to what i was originally going to ask <laughs> is is even from that from like the island to the coast have you noticed like oh, yeah. cultural differences yes yes, yes. And, and then and like extending to like belize nicaragua yes, and yes, like, like definitely um i've learned so much with um damaris like i am appreciate appreciative of her um because i've learned so much of the similarities and the differences through her i actually learned that not all blacks in Honduras are Garifunas. Like, I just, my dad, I feel like my dad tried to tell me once, but it kind of went in one ear and out the other ear. And she's like, we sat down, like, discussed, and she taught me this. And then on the island, they speak English because they were originally owned by, uh, well, not originally, but before being um, owned by Honduras, they were owned by British. So they speak yeah. English, but like with the Caribbean accent. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I want to call it like a Creole. Mm. Um, and it, like I love it I'm super jealous of it I'm like I wish I could speak like this like it's just so beautiful um, that's the difference between the island and mm-hmm. us main coasters like we speak Spanish <laughs> like we we're on the main we're on the the mainland so we speak Spanish the difference I would have to say I have yet to meet or interact with any Garifuna from Nicaragua. So if you're listening to this and you're a Garifuna from Nicaragua, hit me up because literally like all of Garifuna Twitter is looking for um, Garifunas that are from Nicaragua. Um, so that's that's something I can't really speak on. Just we're looking for you. <laughs> um, Guatemala seems to have the small uh, smallest from what I've seen. I you know if anybody wants to correct me seems to have the smallest Garifuna communities and I think like the main one would be La Bugas where people are uh, most Garifunas are from in Guatemala which is Livingston mm. I, I see a lot more similarities with uh, those from Guatemala and those from Honduras and then again I guess because in New York you know I see that the Garifuna community it's usually like a lot of stuff it's usually the Hondurans and the Guatemalans 
And then for the Belizeans, they speak, you know, English. They speak, like, Creole. And there's... I, I personally, if I had to pick being Garifuna from one of the, like, most known places, like, out of all the places we just named, it would either have to be from where Damaris is from because it has, like, a lot of, you know, historic... Like, that, that's something to brag about. Like, I would be Roatan's finest, too. <laughs> like, like, I would literally... <laughs> Be like, yeah, um, I'm from the original, you know, besides being from St. Vincent yeah. or from Belize because it's like the culture still, I feel like Garifunas from Belize still have like the Caribbean touch that a lot of us mainland people from Honduras, I'm going to speak for, don't really have. We just, we, like we listen to Caribbean music. Our food has Caribbean, you know, um, inspirations and a lot in our dance and our culture but as far as language besides garifuna we mostly speak spanish we don't speak creole or you know it's just like or our punta is different also i prefer belizean punta and i've said it many times like their punta just has more caribbean vibes to it than ours uh, from honduras like it seems to be more like um more relaxed and it just we we sing more like the beat the rhythm will be punta but the singing will be in Spanish versus in Belize is like they're they're it just it just I just I'm jealous <laughs> like I just appreciate Garifunas from Belize um and I just feel like all of us Garifunas should just stick together I love all of us no matter which border or which flag we're repping at the end of the day we still have our main flag which would be the Garifuna flag whether I'm repping Honduras and someone else is repping Nicaragua so that was something that I was really interested in just because like I I've learned about Roatan through following the Maris and mm-hmm. obviously I've learned a- about Garifuna culture in general yeah. but I also think that at least on Twitter we don't necessarily I haven't seen that discussion yeah in within Central American Twitter I'm sure mm-hmm. Garifuna Twitter has like their own little yeah. discussions about this but within Central American spaces on Twitter I haven't heard like here are the differences yeah. and like the cultural exchanges of like you, you yeah. all of you finding each other and being like oh, this is how it's different. This yeah, because, like, even, like, machuca, like, growing up, like, I always knew it was hudutu and arifuna, but, like, it's like, oh, we're eating machuca, and then I didn't know until I met um, Belizeans mm-hmm. that it, they call it hudu, and then I'm like, um, it's hudutu <laughs> or machuca, mm-hmm. <laughs> not hudu, but that's, I guess that's, like, a, a difference. It's We're eating the same thing. We're just, everybody's calling it a different thing, I yeah. guess. So that's something I learned through them, and it's a, a lot of other stuff that's like, okay, we're we're still the same people. It's just there was, you know, we landed in different countries, so there's gonna be like some differences, but for the most part, we're the same thing, mm-hmm. same person, same culture. Yeah, yeah, you said that when you were telling me earlier that all Garifuna people know each other, and that you're all yeah. Cousins. I'm like, <laughs> we're all cousins. I'm like cousins. Like I don't care if you. I do not care what country you're from, what town you're from. If you're a Garifuna, you're, you're already my cousin. You don't even have to be my first, second, third, cousin, fourth. You, you're probably my tenth cousin, and you're still my cousin. Like, that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and that's beautiful that, you, that you, you're able to, like, have this, like, really, like, I mean, it's, like, internationally recognized as, like, a, like, an object of beauty, yeah. literally, by, what was it, like, UNESCO? UNESCO. Yeah, and, yeah, and you have, like, your own indigenous language, yeah. and it's just, like, it's so dope, like, I'm very happy with, like, my Central American and my own, like, parents' identity and, like, their own history, but mm-hmm. then it's also, like, I, at least with me and, like, my own family, I think 
Um, and a lot of, I guess, like, mestizos, we don't, because we've, because of colonization and all that shit, like, we are forced to either, like, accept whiteness or want whiteness. And, I mean, and some of us are white, like, literally. Uh, so I think the, the history is definitely lost, especially if you're, like, someone that has been forced mm-hmm. to, like, push away, like, your indigenousness mm-hmm. or all that kind of stuff. So the fact that, like, you... I am very jealous of people with very tangible histories because it's it's something that I don't personally know about, like, yeah. within my own family or, like, my mom's family. It's like, where where's the history? And they're mm-hmm. like, I mean, were you, like, your grandpa grew up here and his great-grandpa grew up here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, do you have anything further? Yeah. They're like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I don't trust 23andMe. I don't trust Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know anything besides like that in terms mm-hmm. of like tangible history. And I mean I can probably guess in terms of just like Spaniards and all that type of shit. Yeah. But it's still like it's just really cool to have like a very tangible mm-hmm. history and that's something that I'm definitely very jealous of. And I think it's really I think it's just beautiful. Like it's awesome. Yeah. I um it's definitely something that um is definitely beautiful. The older I got I learned I'm like, wait, like I'm something I'm I'm rare like this is not something a lot of people can mm-hmm. do or can say about their culture like a lot of people are sitting here like we said that you just mentioned you know taking these ancestry tests to figure out their history while us we we know our history and I guess like some people might think I'm just always on Twitter ready to argue or like you know just talking but it's like I'm talking for a legitimate reasons yeah. because like this is my culture and we're losing certain parts of it and it's like i don't want to be like somebody that's just chilling watching my culture die down so it's like mm-hmm. i'm going to be overprotective of it it's not like never on no like foul or like disrespectful stuff it's just like you cross me you cross my culture and we have a problem you know yeah. so yeah i mean and i think yeah people that are very in love with like who something, they are. Yeah, something like, that's like near and dear to them. Like, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, it's gonna, you. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's like, you, that's how I feel. Like, you disrespect my culture, you're disrespecting me. That's just point, period. Mm-hmm. Blank. Having, having, getting to know you and like having dinner and stuff, mm-hmm. something that I really noticed. And I think I've just noticed this in general just because of like how much, uh, how many, how many things that you are, are you are invested in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very similar to me where. Like, I'm the type of person that can never stay idle, and that's what you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you have, like, your own, like, you're a CEO of your own, like, apparel company yeah. and, like, brand, essentially. You started a, a organization at your university mm-hmm. for, like, Afro-Latinos mm-hmm. uh, at your university, and you have a YouTube channel where you kind of just talk about what's... I mean, your life and what's on your mind and things about your identity and Mm -hmm. just, like, cool things in general. And then, like, you're on Twitter. Like, people really enjoy what you say and just, like, your thoughts and, like, you're you're a part of a connecting community. So I guess I'm wondering, like, what is your, your viewpoint on, like, work and, like, your work ethic? I really admire that about you because I also see that in myself and I'm gonna, I want to say that I'm a hard worker and someone that yeah. doesn't I get literally I get anxious when I just don't have mm-hmm. something 
occupying my time. Right. So I want to ask you. Um, so I like to think I'm a hard worker. Uh, most people, work, I, re- I sneak my recommendation letters. I be reading, peeking and stuff. I'm like, okay, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> and most people will say that I am a hard worker and that I am, um, I guess would be the word, like, passionate in a sense so like if i really am passionate about something i'm gonna do it like with all like my mm-hmm. heart and so yeah like i literally i'm not gonna say i'm perfect because i'm not perfect but if there's something i really really like enjoy doing i really like doing i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it like you know properly or correctly and there's certain topics certain things that excite me it's like History, I love history. I've always loved history. And just connecting with people. Yeah, it's like, this my work ethic. I like to think it's pretty good. Si hay alguien que quiere decir no, fuera. I'm kidding. But I'd like to think it's good. I haven't had, like, many people tell me, oh, like, or, like, you know, say other. So, mm-hmm. From my opinion and from what I've seen, I do pretty good. <laughs> Me, like I have, I think you said, I started an organization. I was president of the organization for two years. I started the organization by myself. So things are still shaking now that I've graduated. Um, I started my business and I'm still doing the business by myself. So when you send us email, a DM, when you get your package it's literally all me by myself so i think and i did all this while still being in school and working so i'd like to think i have a good work ethic (laughs) yeah yeah and and i think that's something that we don't really think about when we talk to or when we're like talking to these people online or people on twitter it's like they're, these are they're people with like full time jobs, yeah. and then they're also maintaining this like um, like this intense like Twitter persona, yeah, or yeah. this intense like uh, basically being a community member. Yeah, like here's like here's me talking in the public forum mm-hmm. for our like council meeting essentially. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> we're we're community members. We are. I have a podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a full time job. You're, and then I mean we all also have our own like yeah life. life things that we are focusing on so i just um i guess i would say like proud of like a lot of the people that are on such american twitter i really yeah. think that it's people that are just like rarely very very hard-working people mm-hmm. and i just like i admire i admire you a lot and i admire so many people like <laughs> on central american twitter that like like namaris has like a non-profit like yeah. what the fuck like yeah. i wish i could just be like out in like like well, not Rotan, but, like, somewhere yeah. like that is, like, very important to me and just, like, giving back tangible way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you have taught us and, like, what people have taught me in that community is, like, we can really do whatever we want. Like, yeah. any, like, people are like, how do you start a business? It's like, I mean, I did it. You yeah. can do it. Literally. That's why I tell people, like, I did it. You, you can do it. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Also relating to your to your business, something I know that we, we, we touched upon it earlier during dinner, but I guess I've been wondering like what are your goals with with brown sugar and canela? Like what do you ideally want to see come from it outside of making money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so honestly I did not start it with the intentions mm-hmm. of making money. Like mm-hmm. I like I actually I think I have a YouTube video speaking on the backstory of brown sugar and canela, but it was like never like, oh, I need this money, so I'm gonna just start a business. It was just mm-hmm. like, 
I was looking for Afro-Latina shirts. Cause I'm like, I have an Afro-Latina organization. And before being, uh, before creating my organization, I was on, in the African organization on campus. And I had all these shirts that mentioned Africa, had the continent of Africa. And I'm like, okay, I have an Afro-Latina organization, but I don't have any Afro-Latino shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was looking and I, it was like the struggle on Google trying to find something. And like there, I saw some, but they just were like plain Jane or just weren't mm-hmm. like it for me. Yeah. So I found one, and I you know I, I wore it, but it was like that's still not what I want. I I went on a date and I had the shirt on, and um, my boyfriend was like, "Oh, did you make that shirt?" I looked at him. I was like, "Me make a shirt? <laughs> no, like are you crazy?" So then later on that day, after uh, that day after the date. There was like a black um, market on campus, like a you know black business expo. I mean, um, it was Black History Month, and so there was a lot of black businesses, and most of them wore shirts. And again, all these shirts were nice, and all these shirts mentioned being black, which of course I'm proud to be black, but none really focused more so on being Afro Latino. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna start So I like kind of networked with some of the people that were there. I was like, okay, so like, what do you suggest I do or like stuff like that? And then they kind of gave me suggestions. I went and I told my boyfriend, I was like, you know what? What you asked me earlier had me thinking. I think I'm gonna start something. And so I went and I I had mentioned I had mentioned it to the co-advisor of uh, my organization, like me and her became close. And I was like, you know, Emily, I think I want to. And so she was like, I know someone I can I can um, direct you to. So. After networking with the um, person I was connected to, I was like, okay, so I, you know, got a design. First, I brainstormed on a name, and it was a struggle. I had a couple of names. I was just like, I just want something that's, like, describes me, like, in a sense, like, so I was like, brown sugar, because I'm sweet, and I'm brown. (laughs) And then I was like, canela, like, who doesn't like a little bit of cinnamon? I was like... I speak English and Spanish, so I think I want to incorporate both languages, which is where brown sugar and canela came from. And originally, brown sugar and canela was only going to be for women, and it was only going to be just for Afro-Latinas, because I was only going to have Afro-Latina designs, which is why our um, slogan is for strong women with strong heritage. And then, I don't know, it's just kind of like, I have such a large platform with Central American Twitter, and it's like, I feel like I owe them something, like, <laughs> and so that's when, like, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get a Central American design, I want it to be Central American, and the map on the back, like, just something that's simple, and that unites all of us, because we don't all dance punta, we don't all eat pupusas, we don't all, you know, have the same culture, so... I just wanted people to be able to represent who they were and do it gladly um, at a great price. And I just wanted to make people, I just wanted to make people feel like, you know, proud of who they were because I was struggling to find an Afro-Latina shirt. And I Googled before starting to um, think about the Central American design and I didn't see much like cute shirts. So it's like literally each shirt has been like a reason. It's kind of like, okay, I see that there's a lack of this. There's a lack of that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what um, started everything. I just wanted to have people be proud of who they are, represent who they are um, while wearing, you know, apparel and taking pictures and sending them to me because it makes me feel good that somebody enjoys what I do. Yeah, I mean, that's a very similar origin story as to like why Simon and I started this yeah. podcast. 
uh, it was like I mean I really like podcasts and I listen to a lot of Love You Next podcasts mm-hmm. with the exception of like maybe one or two they were all like Mexican podcasts and then you know I'm Mexican and it's like I'm from LA and I'm kind of like I get it like right <laughs> I know all of these experiences because I've lived them yeah um and I, I and it was still Central American Twitter was like something that I was like on and I was just like thinking about it and I was like we have some like really amazing conversations and like the cultural diversity in Central America is something that is like super just like not talked about like yeah. we are so diverse yeah. and it's like really cool and like it's an amazing just like little isthmus yeah. right so that's why Sam and I started because it's like I I mean there may have been Central American hosts in these podcasts but I never saw something that was like this is about Central Americans yeah. and like even the some of the things that I see that are Central American, they're not Central American because they're Salvi. Louder <laughs> for those in the back. <laughs> if you have a platform that's only for Salvi, just say Salvadoran. <laughs> that is so. Just I'm like I don't relate to quesadillas, pupusas, loroco, or white people. Like <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about this too. Like it's. Uh, it's amazing how large the Salvadoran community is, and it's such it's the smallest country in Central America, but it's the largest one. I love y'all, but give us uh, others uh, some space too, please. <laughs> I know, give us a break. And I mean, I say that too because it's like, like I, 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 I'm not someone that's like particularly national nationalistic, which is why I like your shirt too. Because I, I don't know, I, I've just never been. I was never raised like that. My parents aren't nationalistic either. Like, and to really think about, I'm Salvadoran. I'm like, I mean, I, I like El Salvador, but like, what I like about El Salvador isn't tied to El Salvador. I like yuca. I like platano. Like, I'm a very food oriented <laughs> yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I like the food. I like like the music. I like the vibes. That isn't tied to like El Salvador in terms of like the the little shape that it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I like the the beauty. I like the literal the atmosphere, the everything. But I don't care about the fucking the government is shit. Like, why am I gonna care about the fucking government state of El Salvador? Like, that's just not something that I'm about. So I I really enjoyed the concept of like Central Americanness versus like these individual countries. And I mean I'm proud and like I'm never gonna say like I'm Honduran, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like that's not the history that I have. We all do have different histories, but we we hella take up space. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, another reason why Sam and I like the reason we chose our logo, we wanted to be very like I mean Puchica was like that's like slang in Central America that like I don't I don't think it's used obviously throughout the entire Central yeah, America. It's not, yeah. But, but it's, it's mo for for the most part most do. Like I know for a fact Honduras does. I know Salvis use it. I know Guatemalans cannot speak for you the, know the other countries. The other four, but but. <laughs> Yeah, and like the, I was like, let me, let me, let's, let us sit on the amaka because I feel like hammocks are very, like, that's a very, I think that's a very, like, Caribbean, Central American thing. Yeah. Like, we love hammocks and amacas and something that we wanted to be that was, like, subtle that was, like, okay, that we're, like, salvi is that we put flor de sote in the back mm-hmm. which is the national like um, yeah salvador mm-hmm. flower but it was like let's be subtle and like we're like i'm not gonna include any blue i think our outfits are blue but like we were just like i'm not gonna make this like some super blue yeah. white logo with some like 
I don't know, wannabe insignia. I was just like, that's <laughs> not what, I would just want Samurai to look really cute. And that's, yeah, that's a big reason too. It's like, we want to make our own representation, but we also don't want to use this as an opportunity to just like, talk about how great Entalolote is. Like, I'd rather talk about like more complex, tangible issues and like, take this as an opportunity to learn about like, what it is to be Central American and how Central American-ness is extremely complex. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you've been able to also gain that for like Garifuna-ness and just Central American-ness too. What is something that you really wish you would see more of either on Central American Twitter or just like Central American media culture that is like that you have like in your digest? I just wish my culture had more respect. Like, people respected our culture more. Um, this is for both the Twitter and the media. Or just, just media, period, because that would include social media. Because mm-hmm. it's like, not only are we indigenous, but we're black. So mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like we get, like, the totem, like, bottom of the totem pole two yeah. times. The way we're treated, as far as the way the culture's treated, um, as far as lands being taken you know just just a lot um so just disrespect like period and if you see that we're being disrespected i'm gonna be like uh what's the the new york train station if you see something say something <laughs> <laughs> like people are gonna listen to this and they're like oh it's that one the one that always argues about punta and it's like i don't think anyone sees more where i'm coming from or where we come from when we just have these discussions it's not just like just a dance like there's histories to the dance there's a purpose why people are overprotective about and it's not just the fact it's the dance it's like the whole culture and like this is one of those the dances and the genre is one of those things that we can protect so it's like when I say, you know, Punta's not Honduran, I'm not saying you cannot dance it. Because like I've said before, if that's the case, I can't dance cumbia, I can't dance bachata, salsa, merengue. Like, I'm just saying give credit to the people that created it. It will not kill you and it will not hurt you to say Punta is Garifuna, we dance it in Honduras. Because what you're doing when you say Punta is Honduran is you're erasing the Garifunas from Belize. You're erasing the Garifunas from Nicaragua. You're erasing the Garifunas from Guatemala. And so it's like, if I, and then the, I, I try to use my privilege in a sense because I am from Honduras. But it's like, I just, when I, whenever people say that, I'm just like, I would, I wonder what it feels like to be from Belize and having some idiot out here saying that Punta is Honduran, you know? Yeah. Like, I would be like, uh, no like you're bugging it's not like <laughs> give credit like you know but i just feel like it's just that just just give us the respect when we say something and it just makes the um it kind of bothers me because sometimes it seems like people think or paint us to be the angry black woman because for some reason uh, it's always the garifuna women <laughs> on garifuna twitter um saying that for the culture we get painted as the angry black woman and it's like we have some people that will you know side with the people that are arguing with us and it's like you're not helping at all you're you're making it worse and then yeah so that's just it just i guess respect you know respect the people respect the culture and you know like how would you feel the salvadorans or you know how would you feel if i said but uh pupusas are honduran I mean, they could be, though. They like, could be, but it's not like they're not the creators. Or pupusas are Mexican. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, that's like true. exactly, <laughs> like, or like well, Honduras. How would you feel if someone said Baleadas are from Nicaragua? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like you wouldn't say that. So why would you? Why would you do that about the genre? Yeah. Like just give it the proper credit. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you give the proper credit, you're giving the respect. I don't care if we dance punta. We Carifunas do not care if we dance punta. We don't. We just want you where you're gonna dance it. Just just. Give or, the proper credit. Or actually dance punta, because that wasn't punta in that video. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, till this day, I have people still trying to argue block. Like, you're, you're like, months, you're weeks late, sweetheart. <laughs> but, you know, at least if you're going to claim that you're, you know. And I mean, my problem is, of course, she wasn't dancing there, right? But the genre wasn't yeah. it either. So, mm-hmm. I don't care how you dance it. Because, of course, like Eunice said, um, I forgot her Twitter handle right now. But, like, Eunice said... Of course, y'all aren't going to really, like, dance it just like us. Mm-hmm. We don't care how you dance it. But if you're going to claim that you're doing something, Do give good credit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> simple. Yeah. No, yeah. Completely. I completely agree. If I, I know that you listen to our show, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, super happy that you listen to our show. And I, Sam and I started a series, which is, like, Central Americans that are living outside of what are considered Central American hubs. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, you know, like, today, I was, I saw, I'm jealous, because I saw that um, there's going to be a Central American Twitter link up in L.A., and I'm like, okay, what about us that are over here? Like, <laughs> we have our own baby link up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, can I have, like, hi, <laughs> we're not all in California. The, the amount of people that think brown sugar and canela is based out of California is, is hilarious. I'm like, nope, I'm not in New York either. I'm not in D.C. either. I'm in North Carolina. We're like, what? No, I'm like, yep. Like, we're out here too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm really happy that we started that series because <laughs> that little survey that Sam and I made, the people that did respond, they, they were saying, like, we love it, but, like, you you – we know that you're from LA and now we're like yeah I mean Sam and I are from LA like that's yeah. all we know like that's we love it like the, we love where we're from and we love right everything about it and that's what we know I'm not gonna talk about DC Salvadorans or whatever but it's also like the experiences of growing like I mean even the differences within California from like Southern California to Northern California yeah. those cultural differences are so much like New York from LA is completely different yeah. uh, the South from the Midwest is completely yeah. different you are from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I guess I want to ask you how... This is going to be, like, a hybrid of, of that diaspora episode versus, yeah. <laughs> and this, like, featured interview episode of how do you feel, like, being a North Carolinian, even though I know that you were born mm-hmm. in the Bronx and you had your childhood in, in New York in the Bronx, um, how do you think that has shaped the way that you viewed your own Central Americanness? And I also know that there are a good amount of Central Americans in North Carolina and in the South in general. Yeah. So particularly where I grew up, there weren't many um, Central Americans. I was Salvadorian. I know. Um, but <laughs> most of the Central Americans I was with were Salvadorans. <laughs> uh, literally, like they were. My, most of my friends were either Salvadorans or Mexican. Most were Mexican, and so it was. I didn't think much about my identity growing up. I had an identity crisis. I had a horrible identity crisis. But the older I got, especially after like moving away from home, it was like, 
I am. I, I didn't. I'm not gonna say I started with Central Americanness. I started more with Carifuna. Mm-hmm. I was just like the older I got, the more proud I got to be. Like I literally am a history nerd, like I said. So I used to literally just be like, "What exactly am I? Like I know that we speak the language, and like what exactly am I?" So I would do my own research, which is where I eventually like grew proud to be Arifuna, and literally people would just get me like all kinds of Arifuna stuff because they already knew I liked it. And um, then eventually, like, you know, I've always I've always known like. Honduras to me is home. I hate when people are like she's actually speaking of because whenever I spoke about the Roxy situation, a couple of like I guess non-black, not I guess a couple of non-black Hondurans decided to harass me and the Maris, but you know harass me and like oh well what flag are you repping kind of stuff. And it's like you know I can be from a place and not be proud of how that place treats me, right? That's like the U.S. is home to many African Americans, but many African Americans do not like the way the U.S. treats them. So how do you really sound? But um, I've always been your favorite Hondureña. <laughs> like, and then like a lot of people kind of gave me that nickname in a sense because like I'm for the most part I'm a lot of people's only Hondureña, mm-hmm. like I'm the first, either the first or the only one that they know of, mm-hmm. so I've always kind of been proud of, like, I guess being Catracha, but I've been more proud to be Garifuna than to be Catracha. Yeah. So, um, and just, just, I don't know, just the older I got, the more I, like, finally, like, got comfortable with it, because for the longest, it was just confusing, because not only am I Central American in the area that's predominantly Mexican but I'm also black so it's like I kind of had it I'm not gonna I don't want to say the oppression like I don't want to play play oppression games are hella anti-black they are they're anti-black and they're definitely xenophobic towards Central Americans so it's kind of like I got both it's like oh it's a negra and it's like yeah that that's me yeah (laughs) that is that is me yeah so it was um, it was a struggle for the longest because like not only are you calling me Moya, but you're over here saying slick stuff about Hondureña. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, you know, like, should I be proud to represent? I mean, either way it goes, you're already hating me because of my complexion. So, but yeah, I just, I just grew more, like I said, proud to be Garifuna. I guess more close to Central Americanness through Central American Twitter. Thanks to um, Basaira for creating Sense M underscore Beauty. Because literally, I don't even know how the heck I bumped into it, to be honest. I literally just came back from Honduras. So, like, I do, to this day, I don't know who found who. I feel like she probably found me. And I was just like, okay, I'll just follow it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just came back, literally, I feel like I had just been back for, like, two days. Mm -hmm. And I... So I think she said, I think in the bio, you could submit pictures. I was like, well, I just came back from home. Like, I got pictures for days. (laughs) (laughs) So I submitted pictures. And then, like, eventually, I guess, she would do, like, all these kind of, like, asking questions type of stuff. And then that's kind of how we all kind of just got Mm -hmm. closer. But before that, I was just always Hondureña. And I didn't really think about other Central Americans like that. I was just like, I'm Honduran and I'm Garifuna. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Where... I mean, I, I grew up in a place that was very Mexican and very Central American, but I also never necessarily felt, not that I didn't have any pride, but it's more yeah. like, I don't know, I, like I said, I'm not nationalistic like that. Like, I eat my bubusas mm-hmm. in my home in peace. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be out on the street. Like, oh, I mean, bubusas, the loco. I know, <laughs> right? Like, I don't need to say shit like that. 
And um, I, I also just never, I grew up in like one of the most like Latino community. Like I grew up in an over 96% like Latinx community. Like I didn't know anyone that wasn't Latinx until I went to high school in a different part of Los Angeles. Like <laughs> that's wow. wild, right? Like the only people that I knew that weren't were like my teachers that were, I don't know, sometimes white, black, Asian, you know, and that was it. Everyone else I knew was like Latinx. And I, I never thought of the friends that I had uh, in terms of, like, I don't want to say, like, not in terms of, like, race and ethnicity, but, like, some of them were, like, Panamanian, some of them were Mexican, some of them were Guatemalan, and, and I, I guess I never, like, I guess we're also young, right? I was mm-hmm. in middle school, so it never, like, clicked to me, but, like, I had, like, a good, a really good Panamanian friend in middle school, and, like, he was definitely black, <laughs> but like we also never connected the fact that he was black because he was also like a Spanish last name. He spoke Spanish, <laughs> but then and then that's also just like ignorance and the fact of like our own cultures that they don't teach us on our own media that doesn't teach us that there are black yeah Latinx people or like the fact that like Central America is different from like Mexico. Like I guess I never even thought of it as like a literal different region either until maybe the last like two years okay. where like the culture is actually very different and i mean i know it was but like not to the point where i don't, I don't even know how to connect it but it's like you know something but like you don't think, think deeply it, about yeah it. you don't think deeply about it and until recently in such american twitter it made me like think of like wow like this this is a really beautiful thing that we mm-hmm. have especially this like baby community that we've done online which has definitely problematic shit about it but yeah i think overall it is a very positive thing and the fact that we can attribute the inception of it mm-hmm. to someone and or the the hashtag inception of it to someone and then to zaira and to like other i i love that central american twitter in my opinion is run by women like i'm gonna say that because <laughs> i think it is i think the funniest people on central american twitter are women i think i feel this, like you said that they are okay <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I see people and I'm like, yeah, that's funny, but like, have you seen this girl's tweet? <laughs> this is way funnier and way more clever. Zaida, I'm just kind of like, Zaida needs to be invited to any, every single Central American conference in yeah. the fucking world because she does so much more than like all of us, in my opinion, in terms of just like creating like a literal cultural mm-hmm. archive. Very proud of like the women, queer folks on Central American Twitter. Yeah. I'm just like, we're, we're great. We did this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start closing out. So I wanted to ask you if you have any questions for me and I guess possibly Sam, even though I can't oh, answer everything yeah. for Sam. Um, also, Sam's a Leo. And I know oh that my you don't... Gosh. <laughs> Leo men are trash! <laughs> I will, like, literally, I will die and still be saying Leo men are trash. <laughs> what is your sign? I'm sorry. Aquarius. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I'm a Libra. Oh, okay. Cool. You're a little weird, though. As far as Aquarius? As Aquarius, aren't they, like, weird? They're considered, like, the odd one out. I, I guess I am weird. All my friends say I'm weird. <laughs> I get isolated sometimes. It's a little thing. I'm like, Leo and I are super, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I cannot. I just, I They're know. traumatizing. They are. Like, the only Leo man I will accept is my father. That's it. That's it. But it's because my he, because he's my father. Other than that, if you're a Leo man, please stay far away from me. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like everyone has, like, very, like, 
It's like I either hate Leos or I love Leos. I love Leo women. Aww. I love them. Like I get along with like my like usually my friends that I go out with. It's I'm the only Aquarius and the other two are Leo. Interesting. So it's like I we get along just fine. Mm-hmm. But as far as the men, and for some reason that's all I attract. Like I could be minding my business, someone will DM me, and then I'll go look. I'm like, you're a Leo. <laughs> Do you not see my trash? My my um my tweets trashing you like. I actually did a poll one day, and I was like, "Which one do I slander most, Garifunas or Leo?" But I was talking like the men, oh, yeah. and I think Leo men won. And I'm just like, "That's hilarious!" <laughs> but I do, I do slander Garifuna men, which not everyone can do. I will fight you if you're not Garifuna. You're slandering our men, <laughs> but um, it's funny. I'm like, yeah, I do. I think I do slander Leo men more, and I slander Garifuna men. Love y'all both from a distance, though. Just I mean, distance. Salvadoran men are literal trash <laughs> like see I, I wouldn't say that that's yeah i, I handle mean, that you know <laughs> i can say that i can i have the the the, the emotional scars to prove the trashness exactly so. that's how like, that's how i feel about it for my man so it's like <laughs> imagine my dad's both <laughs> oh, wow. like literally both <laughs> I've attracted both too, like a guy from the league. I'm like, mm, wow. it's enough for me, dog. No, are you trying to ruin me? <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! All right, well, I want to close out. I hate, I hate, I'm gonna be so real. I hate doing the bendición the, or the little like salute to self care that Sam does because Sam does it so well. Like Sam has such a good like radio podcast voice versus yeah. me I'm like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so much more collected than I am but I think what I would like to sort of sign off on in terms of self-care is um I've been thinking a lot about my my goals because my my year my contract position that I'm doing now is going to end and I'm transitioning into basically moving back with my family, not necessarily moving in with my family, but moving back to be in their orbit mm-hmm. on a more more than just like monthly basis. And I think I've been trying to understand like how to deal in a healthy way with my family. Yeah. And I, that's something that you were discussing with me as well. Yeah. And um I think my message is that you need to be smart (laughs) because I'm literally like, okay, I got to allocate this amount of hours per week to just getting shit done with my family. And like, I need to make sure that like, I, I, sometimes you need to, it sucks that I understand that some people are like, blood isn't, I can cut people off. My family is like very draining on me and I think it's the same for a lot of people. So sometimes you need to, I think it's good to have a strategy, Mm -hmm. like be a planner. I'm a, I used to not be a planner at all, but I think I'm like, I need to plan this shit out. Like, how am I not going to like have these goals as well as just like understand, like I understand that like I can't be doing this with my dad Mm -hmm. and, and understand that. I need to turn that off or vice versa with my mom. So be smart. Like, know how to hold your tongue. <laughs> and and sometimes you just can't have... And I hate that I have to sometimes swallow shit, like, down, basically. But ultimately, it's better for my health. And, like, knowing that you have to do that, it can be really hard on you. But if it's better for your mental health, like, do it. And, like, be smart and, like, strategize. 
That's my mental health tip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will definitely bite my tongue because that's something I'm like, uh-uh, honey, you said what? <laughs> I'm very, like, vocal. So, yeah. But thank you. It is appreciated. Thank you. Okay. Well, I would like to thank Yana for coming here, for picking me up and, like, taking <laughs> me to get Mofongo and just, like, staying in my hot room and just, like, talking to me and just, like, I'm happy that, like, community is actually being formed in, like, a physical form. Yes, <laughs> not just Twitter. <laughs> we do stuff behind the scenes, too. I know. <laughs> I was telling Anna, it's like, this is like a Tinder date. Like, I'm nervous. Like, what's she like? What does she look like? I know. So, yeah, Twitter. like, I, like I, I kind of figured, like, shape-wise, how you were. But face, Based on my logo. Face, I was just like, because um, that one picture you tagged us in, when oh, you were yeah. in the um, bathroom, like, I didn't get to see your face. I know. <laughs> I, just saw I have, your shape, I have like, this shirt. I have the, the little crop top that yeah. I made with your shirt. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm very, like, I try to keep it secretive. I'm, like, weirdly private. But I'm not. Like, I'm very open to talking to people. But, mm-hmm. like, on the internet, I'm, like, if I don't know you, like, I'm not yeah. going to be open to you. Yeah. So I'm just happy that it's, like, yay, this is, like, a real opportunity that, like, happened. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Definitely. I, I, I feel like I'm knocking, like, people off, like, that I've met <laughs> through t- from Twitter, like, in person. It's been, like, I think it's already been five people. Maybe six. There's been a couple of people I've like yeah. literally already met because I met them on Twitter and so like, yeah. I met them in person. And I'm about to be going to Houston soon to meet more people. So if you're in Houston, link up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like my mom would literally be like, "Don't meet anyone on the internet." Yeah, I'm like growing up, it's like don't no. But it's like now my parents are just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my dad follows me on Twitter anyway, so he he already knows. Yeah. Wow. Like, literally, you were like. Your dad follows it? Yeah, like, my dad You have me. young parents, right? Yeah, my, my parents are young. Because, like, my dad follows me. He follows me on every social media. Only one I don't allow him on is Snapchat. That's because, like, can I get one? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. And, yeah, we can sign off. So, just thank you so much. And right, thank you. I hope everyone has a good week, a good time. And, yeah, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>